We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. It is great to be back starting another week in combat sports. I'm Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. This week, plenty to talk about. We are previewing boxing coming up this weekend. Shakur Stevenson versus Jamel Herring. Big fight down in Atlanta. We'll also recap the Mikey Garcia fight that happened last weekend that's kind of thrown a couple of divisions into a flux. We'll talk about UFC later on in the show as well. Dre, the big news, though, to start off this show isn't about today. It's about our show later in the week. Yeah. On Thursday, the return of pro wrestling. Look, cheer. <laughs> This is, what, cheer. this is what people have been waiting for. We will have our pro wrestling show dropping on Thursday. We're going to try for like one a month. Yeah, one I a mean, month. Actually, we try. We need, to get it two. Up. we need to get it up Wednesday because Crown Jewel is Thursday. That's true. It'll be Thursday morning. Yeah. It launches at midnight. Yeah. So if you're 3 a.m. on the East Coast or if you're 12 a.m. on the West Coast and you feel like waking up and listening to us, have at it. But it'll be up late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning for everyone listening. So you get your fix. You'll hear our preview about Crown Jewel. We'll be talking about Bound for Glory Glory with Impact. We'll We'll be recapping all the nonsense in pro wrestling. That we've missed. AEW running their shows, like, what, Friday, Saturday. So much we've missed. We'll also preview so much. It feels good to be back. So... We'll have a pro wrestling show for you guys later on in the week. And that is why today we're doing both boxing and MMA to make sure we get everything covered this week. I am excited. You know what has me more excited? What? I got a new pair of kicks. Go ahead. On the table? On the table. Yeah, boy! Bomb! It's another goddamn pair of DCs. Pair of DCs. Look at, this, bitch. Look at this. Look at that. White DCs this time. You're just trolling now. No, look, tell me those aren't fire. They're not. What? Look, look. These the white are, with the black? These are Deadstock Arizona T Dunks. Deadstock's in 2007, baby. Those are fire. I'll take my DCs over those. Though. No, you should not. Oh, hands down. What? Are you crazy? These Deadstocks go for 650 
I kept these in pristine condition. Oh, you paid at least like six hundred and twenty-three dollars. Way too much for that. I paid uh ninety bucks for these. Oh well, Mazel. But I still take my DCs. The white and black, crispy to change up on you from the black on black. You had a problem. I put it in my group chat the other day. I took my lovely. Well, I didn't. This is a lie. My lovely wife took me out on like a Tuesday to a steakhouse. She was like, yo, I just want to treat you. You've been working hard. Um, good things on the horizon in terms of the job and everything else, everything at ESPN. We're feeling good mantras, good energy. She's like, I want to take you out to a steakhouse. Cool. I choose Smith & Walensky, which used to be better when it was by the MGM. It's, it's not that dope. It's way better in New York, too. But we decided to go out to a steakhouse. I tell you guys in the group chat, you're like, oh, so what'd you wear to a steakhouse? I wore a nice shirt. My shirt's crisp from Express, like really good dress shirt. I've dropped like 20 pounds since like the past couple months. So my shirt fits again, which I'm very proud of. I don't have to buy new clothes. So um, that's my only reason for losing weight. It's so I can use the same clothes I own. So I uh, had the nice shirt on, my jeans, which are classy jeans. Um, different classy jeans? Well, it's a different player, black jeans. These are like more grayish black. I had like a, a solid black jean oh, okay. on. And then uh, you guys were like, okay, what'd you wear with that? <laughs> my all black DCs, baby. And like, how, how? I, I dropped like $160 on a steak. And that's, that's, how that's you, my priority. Yo, how do you pay $160 for a steak? The steak hangs. It hangs and drips and, on the potatoes. And wear these black DCs with a dress shirt. Like, they look good, wrong? though. No, I they sent did. you the picture. They, they did not I sent you good. the full body, like, 9 by 16. Yo. I didn't crop anything. You saw the entire fit. You look like a confused 17-year-old. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't wear DCs with a dress shirt from Express and some jeans. Like, it didn't look bad. It looked bad. I mean, I could have put dress shoes on if I owned them. But I didn't. Why don't so, you own? When are you going to be a grown up? I don't like to feel aggression. But if we, adult. we've come to the point where I've agreed that I'll get like the fancy dress sneakers from Aldo. No, you need dress shoes. You need hard bottoms. From Detroit? No, well, you're, you're, a, you're an, you are an adult. If you walk, you work at ESPN, right? Correct. That that would be my place of employment. Right. And Along with here, Blue Wire Studios in the wind. Look at him. Uh, <laughs> so when you go into a business meeting, what do you what do you, you expect to? Uh, Wear some DCs. I've been in several business meetings. No, no, we, no. We I'm, have t- meetings I'm talking about time. moving up, like the Jeff. Correct. I, I've I've been with executives and all this stuff. I wear like a nice shirt. What do they wear? I wear jeans. What do they wear? Um, they wear usually like a blazer, uh-huh. on you know a shirt. Yeah, yeah. And then um, either I have a pair of like really nice like gray, like not slacks, but they look dressy from Express as well. But um, they wear like slacks or or jeans, and then yeah, hard bottom shoes. Yeah. 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 You should probably do the same thing. You would think, but I, I, I got everything else. Like, no, no, no. You got like go. neck no, no. to ankle. I, I look like them. Nope. And before, you don't have a blazer. I, What's wrong? You don't even have a blazer. What are you talking about? No, no, no. So I you don't, don't look like them. I'm going, to get, I'm going to get a sports coat for Christmas. Please get several. Get it tailored. Yeah, I'm going to get like a navy and a gray. Navy and a gray, I feel like covers me. Blue. Yeah, blue. Yeah, gray. blue, gray. Yeah. Black seems like a little like yeah. It seems tuxedo-ish, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm I'm going to get two, with the jeans, and get some, maybe get some, some pants, like man. pants. Yes, get some slacks. Listen, man. Listen, listen. I will I, tell you this. Listen, because oh we this is like third show in a row. We discussed my wardrobe, but I will tell you this: you come from a place of privilege. What privilege? You are like 160 pounds. I lost weight. Cool. 
That's that's fine. But at your heaviest, you're like a buck eighty. You're like yo, I got my lose heaviest. Weight. I was almost two hundred pounds. I got pregnant with my wife because we ate everything. Cool. You know, two hundred pounds was me in like the eighth grade. We have completely different body types. We seen Big E go to a fight. The man has worn sweats and a DMX T-shirt. Hey. You know why? Because when your body type is shaped by football and you've gone different like lengths in your life and your, your weight fluctuates. Big e. No, Big E's a, a specimen of a man. Huge. But me, entire, we, we took a picture together. My body type's not like astronomically different. It's very hard for me to, one, fit all of this in a pair of dress slacks. Really? It, does, it really is. You see like Michael Strahan and all those guys with them nice – like all those players that former players, six six. When you are, come on, man. Fi- when, they have a big and six, tall for you. When you are six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds, the proportions have, don't match. They have big and tall. Go take your ass to Burlington Co Factory and figure this shit out. I want to do Burlington Co Factory. Buy clothes is what you're gonna do. Yeah, and I have wide leg, wide leg slacks. That's like why I'm in you the get them. Two thousand two NBA draft. Get them tailored. That's what the tailors for. Go to Men's Warehouse. My thighs. The rump and the ankle don't match. It doesn't work. That's what tailors are for. I will check out a tail. I've been to a tail. Oh, my God. They're like, yo, your proportions are crazy. The shoulder width to the waist width, it doesn't. There are, there are many human beings that are shaped like you that wear dress clothes. I will accommodate several I'm offended you said I come from a clothes. place of privilege. You do. It's okay. I'm offended. But you, you are shaped normally. Some people are not. I am one of those people. Like, the, the shoulder width. You are not that crazy. Like, man, you make it seem like you're Jabba the Hutt out here. Like, no, but oh, man, no, you're a human no, being. No, no, no. The Jabba the Hutt would at least be, like, round all over. Look like a the shoulder, yeah, The shoulders <laughs> to, like, the V-cut. Are you shaped like a poop emoji? No, but, like, my, my jacket to fit my shoulders okay. is mad wide in the trunk. And I'm like, yo, this, this isn't flattering in the trunk. The poop I need emoji. something to go down. The eyes. Listen, man. I'm gonna ask Big E for his tailor. I'm gonna hit E up in the text. And then, yo, yo, B- yo, E, what's your tailor's name? The poop emoji is some DCs. <laughs> like, yo, E, E, where do you go for the WWE? Like, oh, whatever ceremony they have every year, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yo, E, where do you get your clothes? Listen, and e, e can help help me with he, like this person. Listen, all I'm telling you is the advice that myself and the rest of the Reverse Rat Pack give you is. Life improvement advice. We don't tell you things. Like, I'm talking to my child. Like, you tell the child not to touch fire. Yeah. The child's like, I want to touch fire. And he'd be like, no, I'm doing this to help you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm doing this to help you. I'm not That's trying to fair. hurt you. On the opposite end of this, awesome. I've done right in life without, like, owning a better. pair of dress shoes. You can do better. I work at ESPN. You, you can do better. Like, I've done okay. You could do better. I could do better. Like, it's, it's not the end game, right? No, of course not. Okay, so what's the end game? The end game is to be in board meetings with my DCs on the table. That's not going to happen. Bang. That's what the end that's, game is. That's not going to happen. Like, like, you, like Nick Wright. Nick Wright don't wear DCs. No, Nick Wright wears, like, sneakers. And Nick's my boy. Like, uh, I said that on his podcast yeah. several times. Like, Nick gave me my first job ever in uh, sports media. I worked like, for him as, like, like an intern. Just like Nick. Yeah, but he dresses jeans, sports coat, which I told you I'm getting. Thank you. A nice shirt. And, uh... Jordans. Uh, Jordans. Which you have Many either. people wear Jordans. Nobody wears DCs Wait. at ESPN. No, I'm going to bring this back. No, no you can't. At Nice? You can't. No. Any type of no, skating no, sneakers. No. These are dope, though. No. Th- <laughs> You're not even going to give me that? No, I'm not, man. I'm not going to give you this kick push shit. Stop. 
These are nice. If we're going to go skateboarding, fine. The white and blacks. We're not going skateboarding. That's no. Right. I just order white and grays. Maybe you like those better. You are trolling me at this point. No. <laughs> I mean, listen, at this point, I'm leaning into the gimmick. But I actually do like these. They are, they are very nice. I, I appreciate your sneakers, too, though. Like these, like dead stock, blah, blah, blah. Like uh, Air Jordan 1s. Like, those are dope. Like, th- those aren't bad. I can recognize that. Like, those are a nice pair of kicks. Yeah, I don't, I don't wear bad shit. No, like, that, that's cool. Yeah. But on the same end, like, yo, my DCs are dope, too. They're, they're white for now. You're going to wear them for three years in a row until they change colors? No, I wear these a lot less. Um, I really only took these out of the box to, to bring them here and put them on the table. So you, you really came here to show, try to show me up with some white DCs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, these are going right back in the box. I won't wear these again for, like, four months. Right. And then that's where I'm at. But you know what I'm wearing every single day? I'm black on black DCs. You got to get the fat tongues <laughs> the hell out of here, man. You no, gotta... the fat tongues are dope. Yeah. Right over... Sir, look. You got every hole laced on your fucking Nikes, but my fat tongue is a problem? Yes, bro. Yes. You laced every hole up like yes. you're in the... Kindergarten. No. That is not how you lace a pair of Nikes. I'll tell you that right now. Like a pair of Jordans, how, how you, you didn't skip these a aren't hole Jordans. anywhere. These are dunks. Oh, SV dunks. Okay, cool. Whatever please, you want. Please. Whatever you want. Please. High top dunks. Don't cool. come in here trying to disrespect the swag. Semantics. Relax. Semantics. Keep up with they the They look pieces. exactly the same. They, they don't. What's the difference? There's several differences. I'll show you. I'll wear some Jordan ones to the next show. Just to show you. <laughs> There's no difference. Oh, God, I love sneakerheads. So, I will come in here. My goal is once a month to come in here with a new pair of DCs. Uh, yo, <laughs> I'm holding you to it now. Yo, this, this I'm holding you to it. I need to see a new pair of DCs. Listen, I'm going to wear a different pair of kicks. So you I tell me out. all the time. You're like, yo, you make enough money to buy, like, you kicks do. now. You, and I do. I make enough money to buy a new pair of DCs every single month. This is and I will put them on the table every single you month. You are a troll. No, I like. Yes, no, you're. Trolling. I generally like, but you yes, are, now at this point, you are trolling. Now, now you have challenged at your own expense. Good. But it's cool. Listen, I like it. The wife likes it. I like it. DC's on the table every time. We talked about wrestling. Um, we're gonna get to hip hop because we haven't talked hip hop in a quick second on the show. When hip hop wears DCs. All right. Well, Lil Wayne doesn't wear DCs, but he wears skater sneakers. He does. Usually, though, in hip-hop, I'll keep it a buck. People wear uh, SB Dunks. So, like, low tops, even the high top, like, SB Dunks people have. I just want to know who wears DCs. No, no, no. But I have seen people with fat tongue dunks. Like, the low top SB Dunks with, like, the the fat tongue. I've seen people in those. Yeah. So, that's, like, a middle ground. You want me to? I'll buy those. I'll buy buy Dunks with the fat tongue. Go. Cool. I just need them on retail. Anyone listening? Like, like I'm not, I'm not going to the go. sneakers if, app. If I'm not going no, no, anywhere no, crazy. You don't go to sneakers There's someone, app. one of our followers, who have listened to me several times. If they I'm want to buy them retail, I got it. I'm a size sneakers, 12. You go on Twitter. Sneakers steal. Yep. Kicks steal. Kicks. And they give you discounted kicks. Okay. I, I don't buy anything at retail unless I really want it. I don't buy anything at retail. All right. That's fair. I almost bought a pair of Jordans today because they're like Billie Eilish 15s. They came out on a sneaker app. I tried, not for me, but for my daughter. Because she's like a huge Billie Eilish fan. Um, I tried. There's nothing worse in this world, nothing, than the sneakers app. No, it's, it's hell. It's the beta. It's hellscape. Like, and I'm not even buying every week. It's the worst thing I've ever I seen. Know. I know. I lose every week. I just do it. Just, I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go into the draw just to see 
how quickly I lose, right? Because if I win, I'm going to win for some sneakers I don't want. That's what's going to happen. Oh, Every week I just like, well, what's new? All right, let me see. Do you buy them if you win for sneakers you don't even want? Just because well, once you've you, been in there so once long. Once you commit to the draw, you, have, you put your card information in. You get, oh, so you, you have, have to take have your card. But I, I've never won. <laughs> I have never won a draw on the sneakers app. Wow. Never. Ever. That's wild. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I tried. And they were retailing for like 220 and 220 is a lot for me. So I was like, yo, but for her, like this would be dope. And then I lost. That's sweet. So I was like, cool. So I sent her and my wife out to like get their nails done for Halloween, blah, blah. But I was like, yo, like I had the money to spend and I lost. I was like, right back in my pocket. I'm so thankful. Because, yeah, I, I can't do it. $220 on a pair of sneakers? But you spent $160 on a, a steak. Oh, yeah, that steak was delicious. I'm not going to lie to you. That steak, that steak was magnificent. And I got it. It was a marinated, Cajun marinade. It was 30 days dry aged. Like, I can tell you all about this steak. This steak was incredible. It swings from a pendulum. Does it swing onto your feet when you're done eating it? No, that'd be un. I'm, I'm just wondering. You spent $160 on the It would then on drip steak. on my DCs, and I cannot oh, ruin my DCs. Right. Let's talk about rap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, before we get to rap, though, we had to talk about something else, and usually we kind of dive into other sports and if it hits the social commentary aspect. So I want to get this out of the way first. Kyrie Irving, who I'm not sure is a sneakerhead or not, but he's an NBA player, is not playing. And we have not seen this combat sports yet, but I feel like it's coming. Well, now with Dana White, he doesn't require anybody to get vaccinated. Not Dana. <laughs> right. Dana, Dana has a question. But I have seen Teofimo Lopez after he caught the Rona for this fight with Cambosis, whenever it happens. He got the vaccine, took the shot to make sure that this would not be the case again going forward, which also, that's not how it works. Like, you can still test positive, whatever, semantics. But Kyrie Irving cannot play in New York without that, and this does affect Dana White because his next card is in New York. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. New York, if you have a certain capacity of people, you cannot participate without a vaccine. I don't know how this because Dana might not be able. Is Dana vaccinated? I I I'd be shocked. So but he's he, not participating. Well, I'm just saying, can he go? He can <laughs> attend if you like test. I think, but you can't participate this in could, a sport. This could be interesting. Or be a worker because you you can't dictate the people coming into your establishment right. per se. Like you got to mask up to come into an establishment and buy food and blah blah. But to be a worker at an event. Maybe they just got to be like, yo, Dana's just showing up as a fan. Like, you know, like we just comp Dana tickets. Like, he's not the president today to show up to this. And th that's real talk. But if you're a worker, if you are a fighter, you have to be vaccinated by New York State law. So Kyrie cannot participate with the Brooklyn Nets because of that right now. And, and they just said, yo, we're, he's not part of the team. He has to sit home right now because of that. And I'm worried. Listen, the UFC, I know Michael Chandler ain't about that noise. He's not on his card. But when you look at this, you do have Kobe Covington. I don't know what Covington is about when it stands on this. Hey, I, I don't know either. So you get into a hairy position where 
this Kyrie situation is going to set precedence a lot across combat sports. Because if a Teofimo fights there for Lomachenko, Lomachenko's going to fight there in December. If Teofimo fights, ends up being there, Teofimo's now handled. But um, Cambosa's coming across from... There's, there's people on these cards where it's like, yo, it's, it's hard to get fighters as independent contractors on a page. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's, that's boxing, right? There's no promoter mandate that requires no. all their fighters. The NBA is different. But the state does. Yeah, well, the league with the NBA requires, yeah. right? And... Because of the state, though. Right. Because literally, if he played in a different state. He'd be fine. He'd like be fine. Bradley Beal. Right? Yep. So here's my thing about Kyrie. I see so many people that are mad at Kyrie. I'm not mad at Kyrie. No. I feel like he, when, he, when he, you know, the whole my body, my choice, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but I get it. That's his decision. When people are mad at him, I'm a little confused. Well, what, what are you mad at exactly? If you're a Nets fan, I get it. Yeah. Right? But if Kyrie's like, I'm good sitting out and losing $16 million because I have more millions in my bank account. What am I going to be mad for? Cool. And people are like, oh, he's standing up for a cause. No, he's just deciding not to play because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. People are calling him stupid. Look, I don't agree with it, but I don't care. It's the craziest thing to me that people are so upset at Kyrie for making a decision that's costing him money, and it's his choice, and he's not mad. He's not telling people, I need to play. It's like he's, he's not taking a stance to say, oh, the league needs to let unvaccinated players. That's not what they're doing. He's doing. He is basically saying, cool. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not playing. Yep. And people are mad at him. And I've seen, like, the dumbest meme in the world that was like, Muhammad Ali stood up for this and Kyrie. And I was like, nope, not the same thing. No. Stop. I'm- Cut it out. <laughs> the second thing that, that, that drove me nuts is seeing, like, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump Jr., and all these people like, Kyrie Irving standing up. Wait, weren't y'all all shut up and dribble not too long ago? Oh, I, I but mean, now it's, it's for your it's for what you want. To my point, I, I think they rushed the vaccines. Like they were the spearhead for the vaccines, right? Like just just being honest. Like in, in a good way. Yeah. But like out the door, that's why the vaccines came so fast, right? Because that administration well, I mean, you pushed had, for the vaccine. You had a global pandemic and yeah. something needed to be done. Like, Especially in America where the rule is like don't the, shut stuff down. Yeah, like, nothing's getting shut down. Like, you go to, like, New Zealand or you go yeah. to China. Like, they're shutting down. We're out here like, hey, man, wait, I, I don't want to wear a mask. Yo, like, I'm, that's what they're doing. I'm pretty sure they pushed yeah. for the vaccines. That's why they were created so fast. It was a championing effort of that, that regime before they went out the door to help them stay in the door. It's yeah. like, yo, we're going to get these things. So that, that's kind of, like, mind-boggling to me, but whatever. And, and they're vaccinated. Talking yeah. about, oh, we're, we're so proud of Kyrie. But you know what that strategy is? Divide and conquer. So, to me, though, again, I'm, I'm not mad at Kyrie. I'm not mad at even Dana White to, to a point. Like, I know what I chose. I'll figure it out in 20 years. Like, that's my, my thing talking to people who aren't. It's like, yo, I don't know what this is going to be the lasting effects on us in 20 years. There's no test for that. Cool. I get it. If I'm an idiot in 20 years... You look at me like an idiot. Currently, I'd choose what's best given the information I have. So cool. Either way, though, I'm good money. I'd be a hypocrite if I said, like, yo, you have to do it. Because if you had to do it, why did I do it? Right. Like, I I did to protect myself regardless of situation. Yeah, protect others. That's that's it. So if you do it, it doesn't affect me or my choice. And I feel like he's good on that. With combat sports... It's one of those things where 
he has to play 42 games or 41 games yeah. at home. 60 mil on the table. Something stupid, ungodly number. Probably more. If you get to the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Home court advantage. With combat sports, it's one night. Yeah. Technically, we saw Triller move a fight in three days to a different place. Yeah, it was stupid. It was not. <laughs> it was, it was guided. Yeah. But when you have time, do we see combat sports entities, promotions, boycott New York because of this? No. I mean, no. It's the garden. You're going to make a ton of money there. It's the garden's not getting torn down anytime soon. Yeah. Until they change. You say we're not coming back until you change. Who's going to do that? I'm wondering. Nobody's going to do that. Cause, I mean, what, Bob Aram's not going to do it. Bob Aram's all about getting vaccinated. Yeah, no, Bob's a Bob. Like, who, who's not going to go, to go to New York? The only promotion would be the UFC. <laughs> and they book New or York. Or if your biggest fighter says, no, I'm not doing it. And it's, it's like, all right, well, you fight somewhere else. I'm sure those contract, those contract negotiations have happened early enough that it was like, well, you can't find it in New York. We'll just put you in L.A. or somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, nobody's boycotting New York. Nobody. It, it just doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal. So it's like if a fighter doesn't want to get vaccinated, it's like a state mandate to get vaccinated in order to compete, and they choose not to. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, either you put it somewhere Like, uh, again, fans, if you want to get mad at, you know, whoever it is, all right, fine, whatever. It's not – to me, again, it's not that big of a deal. The only person that could be really mad is the promoter. It's like, you're messing up my car because you won't get the jab. Yeah. But then if it's the UFC, it's like, Dana, did you get the jab? That doesn't matter. No. He doesn't require his fighters to get vaccinated, so. Then it, it is what it is. Yeah, like, him in New York might be at a crux for that car. And it's something I don't think has been talked about enough where they're just on opposite ends of that spectrum. Yeah. And it's, it's going to sooner or later, like, Either he tells them, like, yeah, like, you got to do this, which is against him fundamentally, or you risk New York pulling your card and being like, yo, we're going to check and lose a fight, like, week of, which would be tough. Like, you can't lose one of those headliners week of. Eh, it's happened before due to injury. So, uh, <laughs> things happen, man. I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I just look at the Kyrie Cave. Do you think Kyrie came? No. I, I truly think Kyrie is a man of his own principles. I mean, you know, he argued with the world was flat at right. one point. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he trolling? I thought he was trolling. Nah, man, I think he's serious. He's I think Kyrie say. is going to stand by his word. And I think that's commendable for a man to stand on his principle. I don't agree with it. But as long as Kyrie's not saying, telling everybody, like, don't give back. Like, oh, he's not he doing is that. not by no means. He's yeah. just saying, this is my choice. Yep. I respect that. The Muhammad Ali comparisons are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the conservatives that are coming out and be like, oh, we're so proud. It's like, you're vaccinated. Shut, shut the fuck up. So it's like, I don't care about any of that. I respect Kyrie's position. I just disagree with it. It just is funny to me that I'm watching the whole divide. And con- Between Kyrie Irving and Dave Chappelle, oh, it's, yeah. the right wing is like, yo, we got to figure out a way to drive a wedge in this community. And they've done so because they have people fighting over this stuff. I, for the record, I still haven't watched Chappelle's special yet. You haven't? I just haven't had time. I'm going to watch it. We'll talk about it at some point. Yeah, usually you go to the shows. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I don't, if you've asked, people have asked, what would you think about it? I haven't commented. Yeah, we'll talk about it when you watch I haven't. I haven't. But I've watched as a certain demographic has, like, said, yeah, Dave's one of ours. And then you have people in turn going, Dave's making comedy for them. 
No, he's not. He's making the comedy that he's been making, but now they've made this into a, a new issue to divide people in half. I would argue, and I watched the special, but we'll talk about it after you watch it more in depth, that what he is making now is vastly different than what he made then. And there's been a shift in his comedy, and people love it, and that's cool. Since he got on Netflix, to prior to Netflix, what, four years, three years, there's been a drastic shift in him and his comedy that left the door open for him. And that was all I'll say. He's not the same comedian he has been his entire career. If people argue this is just Dave his entire career, no. Even his previous special, no. He, he is not that same guy. I've watched his Comedy Central special. I've seen the Chappelle show. He's not, and yes, he had social commentary in those. He's not that same person. I need it is drastically different, and I'll leave it at that. But if that's what you like, you like. So when you watch it, though, it'll be a great, interesting conversation. I, I'm, I'm very curious because with somebody like Dave Chappelle, I feel like, again, I have to watch it. I feel like he's shifting with the times. Like he hasn't really had to talk about cancer mm -hmm. culture, and he hasn't had to talk about vaccinations or the LGBTQ community, at, and I need to see exactly the perspective that he's talking about. We'll talk about it. Stylistically, there's a change. There well, is a like change between when he started, normal stand-up comedian, right? Yeah. You set up a joke, give the story, punchline. Usually five, six minutes between each. Move on to the next topic. He's gone to a long form style of comedy. This conversation special. Yeah. Where he may start on the topic, dive in and out, and then he finishes where he wraps up the first topic at the end of the 45 minute special. It all ties in. Okay. That is what's changed, and that's what has left him open to you then anticipate everyone watching getting through 45 minutes. If I tell you something now in this podcast, and then our last segment, I give you the punchline for it, that is tough. Because I anticipate everyone's listened to this, boxing, and then got to MMA for me to tie it in. All right. It I'll is watch. rough. Okay. So that's where I stand with him. One thing I want to talk about before we hit our break and get into combat sports is hip-hop. We haven't talked hip-hop in forever. So... Double XL released a list, and you know I love lists. Lists are like the best thing to talk about on a show for me. 15 weakest albums by great rappers. And this, this list tickled me. Because it is their best list, in my opinion, in a long time. And I still disagree with the ma majority of this list. I'll run it down. Everyone in the booth. Got hip-hop heads in the building here at Blue Wire. I can't wait to see what everyone says. And they go through 15 great rappers and their worst album. First, Eminem. They put his worst album as Encore. Pretty bad. I disagree. What's the worst Eminem album? Relapse is horrible. Relapse is bad. Atrocious. Encore is bad because he does like the weird voices. Like yeah, the puppet Encore voices. Is, yeah, Encore is bad. Like, yeah, Encore um, is bad. This wasn't is... he like Comedy Dog? Like what's the name of the Comedy Dog at one point? He was that in like all... In a single. Yeah, it was bad. But Relapse is really bad. 
They're both bad. They're, this, this, they, they are. We're splitting hairs on okay. terrible people. So, Encore for Eminem. Jay-Z's, I feel, is universal. Kingdom Come. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Even that has bright spots. It does. Oh, my God, it's incredible. Yeah, that. so Kingdom Come has, has some bright spots. Lil Wayne, Rebirth. Oh, that, that album is terrible. That's like rock, rock and roll. It was the rock album that was like, it was awful. Horrible. Influenced an entire culture of kids. Yeah. Everyone who raps now doesn't rap like Lil Wayne Carter 2. They rap like Rebirth Lil Wayne. That album is horrible. <laughs> Why raps where it's at. Um, but I'm not mad at it. Big Daddy came, Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Prince of good. Darkness is bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. Um, DMX, You're the Dog. Again. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the Dog. Not great. He dropped a million. Dr. Dre, The Aftermath. Aftermath was bad because, I mean, you're looking at two chronic albums. And he, has, he has four albums. Well, that's you're what I'm saying. You're nitpicking at this point. Well, <laughs> like, Aftermath is, nobody remembers it. No, it the only song that anybody remembers from that Aftermath album was Ghetto Fabulous. Mm. I thought the single was uh, him doing like bachata and like a, a it was random ghetto, like white. Ghetto Fabulous was the single. Yeah, yeah. That's I remember it. I remember I ran to the record store to buy, I ran to Sam Goody to pick it up, and I got it, and I was like, what is this? Been there, done that. Oh, it that's it. On that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that was the first single. <laughs> yeah, Ghetto exactly. Fabulous was the second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that wasn't good. This is where I disagree. The Locks, Money, Power, Respect. What's the worst locks album? They've only had three. We are the streets. Yeah, which is money, power, bad. respect, and then one, the last one they came out like two years ago. That's it. Money, power, respect isn't a bad album. No, I, I and I get why it's on this list. I also agree with you. It shouldn't be on this list because money, power, respect is not a bad album. It's just a departure of what the locks what? would eventually shiny become. suit yeah. locks. But like in that era, it wasn't bad, and they were still spitting. I mean, within it was, that. that had good songs. Yeah, I mean, Money, Power, Respect, of course. Yeah. Uh, Off of the Love, Jada Kiss. Like, they, yeah. Had dope songs on there, so I disagree. Snoop Dogg, The Dog Father. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's bad. And you come off a of doggy style, and you go into The Dog Father. It wasn't and, great. And the first single was like, Snoop Dogg, Dog Father, Dog Father. <laughs> I was like, yo. I was so mad at this album. Because doggy style is in the epitome of a classic. Is that like the worst drop-off between... Album one and two? Yeah. Yeah. 50 Cent has a pretty drastic it's a pretty, drop off. But, but there that was, was the second one, The Massacre? Yeah. Something stupid? Like, that was, there was But no, no, no. The Dogfather, do you remember anything off The Dogfather? No. Exactly. I, I Literally, Snoop went from the first album to, I don't even know what his third was. It was it was The Dogfather, and then it was- uh, I don't remember anything until um, No Limits. It was a No Limit album because he had the whole dispute. Well, the murder was a case. It's not really a Snoop album, but some people, for whatever reason, it's more like a soundtrack. But yeah, it was the No Limit album, and then everything else he's done since then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop it like it's so, hot. So, yo, Dogfather's terrible. It's an awful album. <laughs> Shout out to Justin Ivy, Raekwon. Oh, uh, Immobile. Oh, yeah, Immobility. Yo, that again. The man who made only built for Cuban leagues <laughs> made this. Oof, woof. That's a bad album. Yeah, that's we bad. don't acknowledge that album. No, Nas Nostradamus. Oh, yeah. Yo, that is the album. Because what's the first single off the album? Was that was Hate Me Now the first single off that album? Was it I? I'm trying to remember. Nostradamus, I um, am. They're both bad. No, uh, the Nostradamus joint is the first single. 
Oh nah, God! Nah, and, nah, and he's sitting nah, in the chair spinning around with the furry. Nah, oh my God! Nah, Yo, that nah, album is so nah. bad. <laughs> is, is New York State of Mind Part Two on that album or is it on I Am? I can't remember. Uh, it's probably on this one. Let me look it up. I can't. And the bad part is I can't remember because I hate both of those albums so much. Because <laughs> they, they had the song with Aaliyah, "You Can't See Me Tonight." They had the song with Genuine, "You Owe Me," which I believe yep. is on Nostradamus. So it, it had Nostradamus, "Shoot 'Em Up," "You Owe Me," oof. were the three singles. "Shoot 'Em Up" was dope. Um, you owe me. You owe me with genuine. Yo, genuine's back here dancing, that, and your man Nas like got the little me, belly man. hanging out. Yeah. Oh man. Oh Nas, yeah, I can't. Uh, Big Funky. girl was on this. Yo, that album is. That album is the shit. Project Windows with Ron Isley. Yo, no, it's, it's Project Window with Ron Isley. There was a leaked version of that before it ended up on the album that was stripped down. Yeah, it, that's incredible. Because Project Window, like lyrically, is is an incredible song. But it's like overproduced. Like the whole Nostradamus album is just like overproduced. It felt like like the track masters got a hold of it and put on shiny suits. It was like, let's go. It's not a Nas album. It, it's bad. This one is easy. This is low hanging fruit. Mace Double Up. Yo, I didn't like anything after the first Mace album. Yeah, it's like. Was regardless. there anything after Double Up? No, it was like, the end of Mace's career. He went to God. He yeah, like, thanks, was... Puff. I'm out. <laughs> you ruined it. Ask Mace. He ran to Atlanta. Shout out to Cameron. Um, and then we had Lupe Fiasco Lasers. I will cape to my dying day for lasers. Will you? I love lasers as an I album. I do not love lasers as an album. I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I love all three singles. Words I never Words said. Words I never said is dope. Uh, um, all Black Everything is thing, dope. Like, uh, but that album see. is not good. What? It's, it's not terrible because Lupe It's not dope. a classic like not the first two. Not but close. it is really, really it's not, good. It's not really good. No, it's not. It's in my top. It's... Like, on my top it's list Lupe's albums. Worst album. No, no. Yes. No, no, no. Food and Liquor 2 is his worst album. No. Food and Liquor 2 is better than later. Tetsu and Youth is dope. And then, um, no, this had Words I Never Said. Yes, which was dope. Um, the Show Goes On, mm. which is cool. No, thanks. Um, Beautiful Lasers, My Joint, Break the Chain, All Black Everything. All Black Everything is dope. Uh, I'm Beaming, Shining Down are both great songs. They're not great. Which are on the extended version and not like the original version. Um, State Run Radio. That was good. Yeah, this this was the time when uh, me and Lupe Fiasco had our thing. Yeah, shake, yeah. shake, and Lupe wanted to shoot, shoot the up. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two dope. Because he had that whole beef with Atlantic, and Atlantic was trying to tell him what to do, and he didn't want to do it. And like airplanes was supposed to be on that album, which ended up going to Bob. Like that whole situation was a mess. Which ended up with that album, which that's not really a Lupe album. If you listen to that album, it's yeah, just nah. another album that you just like. Yeah, the, the the label had such a hand in making this album. Because even though Words I Never Said is a pretty dope song, it's still not a, really a Lupe song. It's like a no, yeah. concession. It's yeah. like, all right, fine, I'll give you this as long as I can say They gave this. him the beat in Skylar, and then he was like, oh, you want? Okay, cool, I'm going to take this left yeah. like on the verses. He yeah. did the same thing with All Black Everything. It's like yeah. he made it dope, but it's not like it wouldn't have been Lupe's first choice Correct. to make that kind of a song. Um, Kanye West, ye. Yeah, yeah, he's bad. Yeah, he's bad. But um, he could have had like four albums. On. Yeah, yeah, he's bad. Uh, um, what's the one with the motorcycle? With Kim on the motorcycle. Uh, that one's well, bad. Yeah, um, Jesus. With yo, that was Jesus. Uh, yeah, the life of Pablo, which you. I like I, life. I life like of Pablo. Um, but the, yeah, um, yeah, he's, any yeah, of the gospel terrible. ones are horrible. Yeah, he's terrible. Next one included. Blood on the Leaves from Yeezus, though. Is dope. It's so dope of a song. But it's the only good song in the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that album's treacherous. Oh, yeah, that, that album's 
ridiculous. And I've seen people call it, like, borderline classic. That ruined the game. Like, Kanye, he's, you know, like I just said, divide and conquer, that's Kanye West, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, people cape for Kanye and will just ride him into hell. And I'm just like, I don't know where you're going. Cameron on. Confessions of Fire. Yo, sure. It's sure. like Confessions sure. of Fire. Look, listen, man. I guess. I listened to Killer Cam on old mixtapes by like Doo Wop and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I knew what I wanted. And then I heard Confessions of Fire and I heard like Horse and Carriage. And I was like, well, I like Horse and before, Carriage. Before anything else, the Confessions of Fire album cover is what got me. Yeah. I was like, what? why is he mining? <laughs> like, why is Cameron got overalls on with no shirt yeah. on? And he's smelting something. He's straight out of like, Zoolander. Yeah, he's smelting. <laughs> I think that's straight exactly. out of the Zoolander. Like, what? With the goggles? Yeah, like, what is this? Yeah, that, that's not Cam. That's not Harlem. Like, no. there's nothing of that screams Harlem. Um, 50 Cent, Animal Ambition. We Ooh, about. 50 Cent only got one good, one good album. Yeah, so you can pick any other album yeah, no, that, to put on this list. No, 50 Cent. Ooh, we. And that's and the last yo, one. Yo, what is the there. single off of that album? Oh my God! It's after the massacre, and nobody cares exactly because I get no. money's not on that album. No, I think Animal Ambition is the single. Is that is AO Technology on that album? That that song was bad too. Yo, yeah, Fifty Cent has some really bad no, songs throughout his career. Call it. I'm glad he's making it. a living, you know, producing TV shows. So those are their fifteen. What is missing is what I wanted to. Oh, know. I don't know. Who, who's made a really my bad thing? Album? Drake Scorpion album definitely needs to be on this list. That. That was a horrible I mean, album. It's, it's, yeah, it's the worst album by an artist who was... Yeah, nonstop on it. Scorpion has... If Scorpion was... I didn't like Nice album. for What. It was way too many songs. Well, that, that's always... Oh, nice. God's Plan? Yeah, like, I like the Scorpion's God's plan not video. bad. If you strip it down, Scorpion's not bad. Uh, it's not great. It's bloated. It's not bad. Like, Animal Magic is bad. I'll never listen to that album. No. I forgot it existed. Drake's More Life isn't great either. Oh, Drake's More Life is actually not bad. You like More Life? Passion Fruit is a banger. Yeah, that's one song. Like, There's Passion a few Fruit. songs on there. Free Smoke wasn't for me. No, Sacrifices. Portland was all right. Like, like let me see. Uh, Fake Love? Uh, no. J. Cole's first album wasn't great. What? No, I kind of like J. Cole's first album. Like, I understand it's not, like, classic it's Cole the, it's now. It's his money, power, respect, right? Yeah, it's his money, power, respect, which I don't think deserved to be on there. Yeah, it, that's J. Cole's... Uh, um, if that's the case, if that's your bar, Wale's moon, or, um, MMG album... Play Ambition? Yeah, it was like... Even though Ambition is an incredible song. Yeah, but it's not Wale. No. It's not Attention Deficit. It's not album even... About, album about nothing. I will fight people... The Gifted. Th- th- people have talked to me about this. Wale, album about nothing is classic. Oh, yeah, that's... That I've heard people... Like, people talk about Wale and like, I... Album about nothing is a classic, classic. Middle finger, like it's oh. a classic album. I Isn't love that the best album. song on that album. Yeah. So, Wale, Meek Mill just dropped a flop, but like it's not like. I mean, people like Meek's album, but it has been out long enough to put on a list for us. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like trying to think back, and it's like, yo, who's had like horrible albums? Like, yo, Nostra- like Nas Nostradamus, that's a horrible album. Snoop Dogg, Dogfather, terrible <laughs> album. Like, there are artists who make really bad albums that are really good, and you're like, what are you doing? So, What was Tribe's third album? Uh, Beast Rounds of Life. It wasn't bad. It's not great. It wasn't the other two. No, no, no. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those where it's It had like... too much consequence. Everybody knows this. Okay. Had too much consequence was on that album. But yeah, Dilla Beats was on there. There's yep. a lot of Dilla on there. And you had uh, Once Again was on there. They, were those, they had Stressed Out was on there. 
I okay. like stressed out. But it can stay off of this list it's, for now. It's <laughs> like, it's either Beast Around Life or the Love Movement, right? Those are like the last two mm-hmm. before they got back together. Tribe never really had like a, like Tribe doesn't have a Nostradamus. No. No, I mean like just horribly bad. Yo, just horrible. Like who are you? What's wrong with you? That's, that's what Nas made. That's what Snoop made with Dogfather. Who are you? EPMD. Everything's pretty much. I like business as usual. Business never personal. You're just trying to though. find a bad album. By I'm, I'm trying to because it's like just, one of those. We have to come back to it, man. I I, we can't be sitting here like. Eminem has like three of them. Eminem has bad albums. For a man who yeah, has yeah. made classic music. He jumped off the cliff. Yeah. He, yeah. Them, them, oh, my God. Yeah. Encore's bad. Relapse <laughs> is bad. He's made some bad. Jay-Z, I would argue, volume one is dope to me. Volume one is dope. If you strip the bullshit. <laughs> too soft. Yes. You take away like two songs of volume. Well, yeah, people, you know, we had this whole argument. People like City is Mine. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, you guys can have it. I go away from that. But if you take that stuff off. Yeah. And, I know uh, what girls single, like. Ugh. Yeah, it goes. Ugh. It's horrible. But Streets is watching. Like, come on, man. Lucky me. Like, that's that's a classic album without the, that little bit of garbage. Yeah. It's like pollution on the album. But, yo, that I would argue Jay has no reason to be on there. Jay, to me, is the epitome of. Kingdom Come's bad. Hollywood? Oof. Yo, I went to my boy's wedding in New York in August, and uh, like I was a groomsman, and like they let the bridesmaids choose like the entrance music. Oh, no, so for every like person they were with to walk out to, I had to walk out to Hollywood. I, I, I was like, wedding. this is the worst Jay Z song ever. You know what I would have done? Who picked this? Yo, I would have <laughs> flipped the wedding cake over. <laughs> I would have punched the pastor. We, we wouldn't have had a wedding. If you had me walk out to Hollywood, you know yeah. what level of disrespect? It's a Jamaican is? pastor. I'm not punching the Jamaican. Okay. Like, I'm going over. They, they got hands. Yo. But I, I, I get where you're going. Out of New Jack City that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody going down. I was picked up the kid and I oh my god! I had to walk out to Hollywood and they like wanted you to like dance and Beach make it chair like quirky. And all that nonsense. Yo, Kingdom Come is a terrible. Yeah. Album. Oh my god, is incredible, but Kingdom Come. Shout out to my bad. boy Bash. I loved his wedding. I loved everything, but they gave me the wrong end of the stick. Like I had to walk out to Hollywood. Um, you know, like the level of like disrespect as a groomsman because everyone's had to like. I don't want to say everyone's had to go through a wedding, but that's not the case. I wish everyone the best out there. I had to go through two. But um, when you're going through a wedding, there is a groomsman who get the short end of the stick, right? Like, there's always, like, a bridesmaid where you're like, yo, bro, I love you, but you got to take, like, the ugly bridesmaid or something. That wasn't my case. But I had to get the pregnant bridesmaid. So I knew where I stood on the totem pole of groomsmen. So I was like, yo, you got to walk with, like, the pregnant bridesmaid. And I was like, yo, I got this. So, like, when they gave me the bad song, I was like, yeah, I really know where I stand. <laughs> like, I was like the last groomsman on the list. I, I get it. It's, you know, I wasn't top tier. It's like the, w, it's like the WWE draft. Mm. Like, I was, I was sensei. It's like, yeah, I, now, I, you, I was You got drafted pick. on Twitter. That's what happened. Oh, no, God, I wasn't ricocheting. <laughs> Shout out to my boy. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was rough, man. So, yeah, I had to come out to Hollywood. It's, it's all bad. But I want to know what you guys think is, what's a great, artist who has just a horrible album. I didn't want to pick on like the young artists out there because I think all of their albums are horrible. Well done. So I want to know like what great artist just has like a flop of an album. You guys hit us up, let us know. Best double XL list so far though. So I wanted to get that in. Let's hit the break when we come back. Time to talk combat sports. We're talking boxing. Last thing we're gonna get MMA in there. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. 
Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Second segment. We are back. During the break, we found another album. <laughs> it has to be mentioned. Chance the Rapper. As one of the worst flops Ooh. I've ever heard. The and big day. The big day. Like, listen, man. It's unlistenable. I, I can't. And shout out to Chance. He was just in Chicago. Chicago Sky won the WNBA championship. He's having a ball out there. Make some good music. Hey, I'm uh, done with it. I said this during the break. I guess I'm going to say it again. Uh, I need a chance to get back on drugs for this album. Because Sober Chance, it's, not it's, a, it's a different man. And it's the worst thing to say because you don't want to see anybody like relapse no. and all this. But Chance made acid rap. The album was called fucking acid rap. And it was incredible. Yeah. And then he made the coloring book, which he's like weaning himself off. Then he went sober. And like I said before, I've said it on the show before, the day the Chance the Rapper showed up on DJ Khaled's album, and rap A, B, C, D. I said, it's over for you, Chance. It's over. I love my wife. No. Slap yeah. her up. Make a better album. I get where you come from. I'm a Joe Budden fan. Oh, no. Whoa. No That's one... nothing but toxicity right there. <laughs> no one wants happy Joe Budden. It doesn't exist. There, there was pockets. Not we, really. We all want dysfunctional, horrible Joe Budden. I like, hate... that's, as a fan of Joe Budden, we need problematic Joe. That's why I'm glad when he got happy, he went to podcasting. Do your thing. Because if you are trying to bring that happiness to your music, get out of here. Yeah, I, we don't yeah. want that. We want, like, strip club, middle of the night, bottle of Oxys, Joe. That's what we want. We want OLS3, your girlfriend cheating on you with an NFL player, Joe. You're, like, really a fan of Joe. Joe's toxicity oh, is, is... stupid for, fan for, of Joe Budden, the lyricist. Uh, my problem with Not Joe... Not Joe Budden, the person. Like, all the toxicity is, like, it starts to permeate into your skin, and you just start feeling gross listening to Joe's music. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I don't Because, like, like that. that, that's one of the points where you realize, like, yo, people, like, they go through stuff. He puts stuff in music that people genuinely would not share. And, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't even to that. do the stuff that he does. No, I mean, listen, they shouldn't do half the stuff he does. But I relate to sharing everything there is to share. Yeah. Hence, we have this podcast. You are an We have. I have shared you are. the past six and a half years every aspect of my life. If you want to know problematic, Kel, I'm great. If the worst thing about me now is wearing DCs, I am an amazing person. Because when we started this podcast, if you go back and listen to season one, or I guess year one, year two, boy, yeah. shout out to my baby mama. Like, <laughs> we're, we're good now. We were in a horrible place then. And I would just rip her on podcast to open up the show. So I was, I was you know, I was Joe Budden-esque when we started the show. I was a lot of pain there. Yeah. I've evolved. He is not. He does not make good evolved content. Yeah. And, and full disclosure on Chance, I don't want Chance to get back on drugs, okay? I just want Chance to figure out how to rap sober, right? That, a lot of people can't. That, that's M, the thing. We talked about M. Yeah. Woo. He is not the same. And listen, I wish health above everything. But the content does not match. 
You are not the same without that. Joe Budden is not the same without pain. Chance isn't the same without <laughs> his extracurriculars. There are people that are different. Lil Wayne is not the same for better or worse without the lean. What's in my cup is in my cup. That, that Wayne is a different beast. Wayne, when he went to prison, he was on like probation and they tested him. That's where we get re whatever it was, rebirth, or whatever the hell it is. What was Nas's problem? <laughs> Nas just Nas, <laughs> Nas, Nas's problem was his friends stopped feeding him stories. No, no, no. I'm, and I love Nas. Look, but Nas went from I have nothing but other people's experiences to rap about to I have none of my own. And then got some of his own, and was like, "Yo, I'm dope again." Khalees left me. I don't. I don't. I can rap about that. That album was great when he got divorced. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened to Nas. And we we need to talk about combat sports because people are listening to shows like, "Where's the goddamn boxing?" I'm sorry. Listen, they understand what we are. Listen, it's listen. six years deep. They this, know what we did. Here's what happened to Nas. Nas came out with Illmatic, and then somebody by the name of Puffy came along and changed what New York hip hop was. So Nas could no longer be. Illmatic Nas in order to make money. Because Illmatic didn't go platinum. No. It took forever. Yeah. So when he came out with It Was Written, you can see little remnants of Nas, Street Dreams, right? Like little things started to yeah. change. By the time that third album hit, but Nostradamus and I am, he had fully embodied like yeah, radio singles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like everything that Nas wasn't, he became. It wasn't that he had, didn't have stories yeah, to tell. Escobar. Yeah, because if you, yes, the dope dealer, yeah. right? And it was like, hey, Nas, you were, no. You're just pushing words past the margin. Yeah. Now you're out here selling dope? Like, I don't like this. Like, then The Firm came out, and The Firm was supposed to be incredible. Phone Tap was great. But it was like, it's like, who is this? We got a bunch of drug dealers rapping. This is not why we like Nas and AZ. Foxy. We got to talk about how AZ washes them on everything sooner or later. But. Not everything. Is there a song that AZ did wash Mo Money, Mo Murder was pretty dope on both ends. Okay. I don't lean towards AZ, but sure. But the point, but AZ is another tragic story. But Nas's, Nas's career, he tried to chase the brass ring. Whatever's cool, yeah. Of whatever was jiggy, and it just wasn't <laughs> him. Yeah. It was, like, he started looking like the old man of the club whenever he made music. Until he realized, like, oh, I could just make what I made? The industry had to change for Nas to be accepted again. Because then Nas could go back to making the music that he used to make. Yep. But, yo, that time, that Nostradamus time, it was truly a guy who was looking at, like, Puffy and what Big left behind and saw what Jay was then doing. Then he still mad at yeah, that was his yo because Jay was like, "You're an idiot!" Like he was killing him, and then, <laughs> and then Nas was like, "All right, fine, I'm gonna go back to being me," and it was like, "Cool, got yeah. premiere back on the tracks." Like everything was right with Stillmatic, except for like Braveheart song. That was terrible. But yeah, that wasn't good. That was really bad. Yeah. But like Second Childhood, incredible. Yeah. Nas has always been a fantastic storyteller. Project Window is on one of his worst albums, yep. but it's only because it's overproduced and Nas is trying to be something that he's not. That was always so. Nas's drug was fame. I, listen, I'm not, not mad at that. There's definitely certain people have to fit into a pocket. Yeah. Like, if I showed up next week and I was supremely well-dressed and wearing a suit and wearing, like, $600 Jordans, people might be like, yo, I don't like this Kel. Yeah. Like, Kel ain't the same. Well, that's the season finale, bring back right? Bring the DCs, baby. That's like, the season finale. Bring it back. Bring back the free T-shirts. Shout out to the T's. Just bring back everything. I have changed this week. I got a belt. I found one in my closet. This, it's like I can't a twelve-year-old conversation. Yeah, it's like a twelve-year-old belt that I found in my closet, but I'm wearing one, so I don't have to buy one now. 
It is brown, but no one sees my belt. So Enough. I don't care. I don't want to. Like, Still, if I change, okay. people will be like, nah, like I, I, need, I need living like he's broke, Kel. Like I don't need ESPN money, Kel. Like who is that guy? I don't want to listen to this. I mean, you, that means you won. We roll the credits. Yeah. We start a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, then they'll be like, yo, that's, that's Kanye after Kim. Like, yo, no, I don't want that. I want the old Kanye. Like, that's, that's what people would say about the yeah, pod. So Kanye's there's... always been Kanye. Kim's just kind of enhanced the asshole. You think? Yes. I 110% think that Kanye was always Kanye. I mean, look what he rapped about. Louis Vuitton backpacks. Yeah, Louis Vuitton done. Yeah, like, there was always asshole and bullshit in Kanye West. Then his mother died, and that was it. Yeah, there was, that's it was like, drastic. He just yeah. jumped off the rail. Then Kim Kardashian came along. It's like, this is the worst thing you could possibly do. When you're grieving and you still haven't yeah. got to know what the loss of your mother is. Like, yeah. Now I'm in the spotlight. Yeah, impressionable guy. Yeah, it's all bad. And he's never been a good rapper. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody, in this, anybody that tells me that Kanye is a great rapper will fight. Well, that's Consequence. That's Rhyme Fest. That's, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, the writers he, behind him. So that's why you could tell on like his latest albums, like, I don't know who's writing this now. It's Kanye because it's bad. Yeah. Scoopity Poop was something <laughs> Kanye was like. Yeah, <laughs> check that out, Ryan Fest. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Scoopity poop, and Ryan Fest is just like, all right. Scoopity poop is like the there, worst. There goes my check. This fool thinks he can rap now. Yes, yeah, all bad. So, all right, we're getting to combat sports because we do this all day. Um, boxing this week, a couple headlines that we got to touch on. Ryan Garcia's hurt again. Yeah. I guess he wasn't hurt before. It was mental, a mental, mental health break. break. Yeah, so he took a break, came back. Hurt his hand, had surgery, pushes his timetable to return to 2022. Again, he's 23 years old. He's young. But you see a guy like Teofimo Lopez, who we'll talk about in a second, miss a year after his biggest win ever. You see Ryan Garcia beat a legit contender in Luke Camp. Great win. Amazing. Good drop, come back, win. Doesn't capitalize right off of the momentum. Probably going to miss a year since then. Javante is, is active, but Leo Santa Cruz was a huge win. Great competition. Fighting two fighters that he should probably beat. It's not elevating in level. Devin Haney can barely get a fight. Like, <laughs> I don't so, understand. Because he doesn't make money. Like, he's know, not sexy. Like, he's not exciting. He's a guy who will just out-technique you. You're not going to make money off that. So he can barely get a fight. The change between the young fighters last year and the excitement around them, where people are like, yo, this is the next big four. This is, yo, are we seeing Duran, Leonard, Hearns, Hagler, um, Fringe, Benitez, on the, again, are we reliving these days to, it's a pandemic, but some people made stars during a pandemic. These guys haven't taken advantage of anything. Maybe Tank, because he had a, one hell of a knockout against uh, Barrios. Outside of that, though, like, no one knew who Barrios was. There's not going to be a standout win on his resume. It's been a rough year for these young kids. Do you think next year becomes better? Yes. You, you see 2022 is a bounce Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Teofimo let his fight go to a purse bid. I mean, that's, that's, that's on Aaron. That's not his fault. No, that's, right? that's for his pockets. He stood his ground. Yeah, he, he, he should have got paid more. As whether you want to call him an undisputed champion or not, he's got the belts. He should have been getting paid more. So I don't blame that on T.O. Uh, Devin Haney, nobody wants to fight him. 
I don't know who to blame because, you know, the Linares fight, people wanted to see him knock out Linares. He did knock out Linares, but he beat him. Now everybody looks at Devin Haney. Such a weird thing. He has the proper WBC title. And sure. Ryan Garcia. He didn't beat the WB champ or BC champ. Hey, or blame the way. WBC for this. This ain't sure. Devin's fault. They recognize both of them, so I will Look, blame them. Again, blame the WBC. You need to be very clear about who your champion is. Yep. Don't do this franchise nonsense and then say, well, he's the champion. He's franchise. And the franchise champ loses and say, well, that belt doesn't belong to him because technically Devin Haney's the WBC champ. Sure. That's, that's WBC's fault. Tiafimo should be the undisputed champion. Correct. That's WBC's fault. But there's one belt. Devin Haney's got it. And Ryan Garcia and Jojo Diaz were going to fight each other instead of either of them fighting Devin Haney. Both his interim. Yes. Correct. Absolutely ridiculous. Now that Ryan Garcia's hurt, people are, you know, saying that Jojo should wait to fight Ryan. If you want the title, go fight Devin Haney. And, it's, and especially now that Eddie said, and beating I don't know if Devin does not do for him what beating. But you still get that fight. Ryan Garcia. Look, does. If JoJo Diaz beats Devin Haney and becomes WBC champion, guess who his next fight is? Yeah. But if he loses, then what? That's his fault. If you're that good, you're supposed to fight to be the best, right? Sure. And you're supposed to fight you to win the title. You should anticipate winning. Yeah. Like if you go into a fight and say, I'm not going to fight the champion because I'm worried about losing, why are you in this business? Yeah. yeah then. It's all bad. So if, you're, if Eddie Hearn is, is accurate in saying I've offered him the same $1.5 million that he was going to get to fight Ryan, then you you're Jojo it. Diaz, you take the fight. Yep. I don't want to hear nothing else. If you believe you're the best, beat that man, Ryan Garcia is going to be there. Yep. You might get double 1.5. Right. Like you might, like, let's just say you go out there and watch Devin Haney. Oh, then you're getting two, three versus so, Ryan. You, you might be the A side. Like, like imagine, might get the same imagine going to the Super Bowl and saying, I don't want to play the Chiefs. I want to play the team that lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, how you do it? Like, you can't be a champion doing that. I don't understand this mentality. People say, no, you should wait. If, if you got offered the same money, you take, take it. the fight. Because guess what happens? You don't, there's no pay-per-view upside in either of those fights. No. There is no – it's not like you're getting the gate. Yeah. You're worried about exposure? Go knock out Devin Haney. Ryan will have to come to you. The fight was already there. To be fair, a loss against Devin Haney doesn't necessarily disqualify you from fighting. No, but Ryan if, if you think you're the best, be the best and fight the guy who has the title. They offered you this. It sounds crazy listening to Devin Haney and Eddie Hearn sit there and talk about, "I'm the champion. I can't get a fight." That's the most backwards thing in the world. Oh, because he, the way he became champ, I get it. Because the way you become champ did not dictate. That he is the champ. Granted, he is for all purposes, but it is very different than going out there and beating Lomachenko for the title. Of course, Loma did not want to fight him at that time. Loma wanted to chase another belt, which he then won and collect his belts. I get it. Loma wanted to belt collect instead of defending against his mandatory, which is a whole different aspect of boxing. Cool. So they gave Devin an interim, and then that led to Devin being declared after injury. Right. The outright champion. Well, before injury, then he got hurt. Then he was a champion in recess, and then they gave, and it, they back gave it back to him. Because of COVID. Yes. So when you look at that, I thought when he got hurt, if you take the belt in recess, you give it back to Loma because Loma was fagging him. Right? The but they didn't do that. What it, that was messed up rule number one. Whatever. So when you do that, though, how he won the belt, I like Devin Haney. We've talked about him on the podcast several times. I think he's one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled, of that crop. I understand this. 
But when they call him the email champion, that is very true. It's fine. They have gifted him these belts. He have not taken that belt off of a current champion. And a champion hasn't moved out of division. There's difference. When your champion moves up in weight in the division and the belts are free and you fight someone else for a title, you can't do nothing about that. Loma never left the division. But whose fault is that, though? I would say at some point the fault lies on Devin being with the zone. No, no, no. Which is no, cool. No, 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 no. But you got to no. understand where you go from that point. No. Of you gonna you go into this being, they're not going to play ball with everybody. But, but again. There's no one for him to fight there. If, okay, so theoretically, if you're saying Devin's a paper champ, right? Yeah. Then you should fight him and take the title. It's really that simple. There no, is, but he can't complain about not getting fights. Yes, he can. He could be like, I'm the He's on the nobody... network without people in that division. But they're, they're reaching out to people to make deals. Top rank and the zone have done business before. They have. So why can't he get a fight with somebody at top rank? Why can't he get a fight with Golden Boy? Why can't he get a fight? Like, we he's... know the answer to this. But, but it's, nobody wants to fight him. because no. No... Why does no one want to fight him? Not because his skill. Because people have fought tough people. Why does no one want to fight him? I mean, he doesn't How draw much like does Ryan. He... Okay, he doesn't. How much does he, this kid make a fight, even though he doesn't draw? He makes like three million a fight. He makes three mil, three point five a fight. Yeah, he is one of the highest paid, youngest fighters. Yeah, you tell me, a champion is going to say, "I make, say Loma, four. This kid's making three point five. I'm a proven champion. You got to give me six, but nobody's asked for six. That's the I, problem." Because the contract comes over on like some 50-50. Or, or it's don't worry how much we pay him. But it, but it really is. It does matter. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because if Jojo Diaz is getting, his, high, himself. If Jojo Diaz is getting his highest payday, yep. you take it. You, you don't he concern is just, a lesser fighter. Who? Jojo Diaz? Yes, he's Absolutely. not the champion. When you have someone, Theofimo, who has, say he's not undisputed. He has three belts. Tahini's one. You think they're not going to pay Tio? You tell me. You think they're not going to pay? Tio? I think they're going to pay Devin five mil for that fight. I don't think so. Devin makes three point five against Joe Schmo. That's the they'll zone pay deal. Devin five. If Theo says you're paying him five, and he has one belt. I have three, and I beat Loma. I beat Comey. I won these belts legit. You got to pay me ten to fight this kid because I'm proven. So they're again. not going to pay him ten. But Aaron's not paying him ten. Nobody's paying him. Um, Hearn. So I guess you're in the same. Paying, I guess he's in that boat already. So it's then because you fight they priced out everyone. They haven't with priced Devin out Haney. They have Tank ain't taking that fight because Tank thinks I'm a pay per view guy. I'm getting that's, sixty to Haney's right. forty. And if that's Eddie, correct. you try to pay Haney because you set the precedent that his forty is four mil. That means I'm making sixty at six, okay. six point five. And people aren't paying that. Who's and that's because they overpaid Haney. And that is the problem. But that's not the problem because Jojo Diaz can fight him and get his biggest payday. He is a lesser do we have fighter the same, do, on the same wait, wait, company. Do we have the same issue with Floyd Mayweather when he was making $20, 30000000 million a fight and those guys were getting their highest career paydays? He was fighting down. He was When you were fighting equal so who's, and who, above. Who's, Jojo's not that's, equal. That's, that's Fury Wilder. Jo, but Jojo's that not is, Devin's equal. Yo, I need to get paid equal. But JoJo's not Devin. No, no, not JoJo. JoJo should take the fight. Let's be real. Right. JoJo so needs to take this who fight. Who else is there? 
I'm saying, when you look at the champions that won't fight him. There's only one. Loma. When Loma was the champ. T.O. Right. When you look at these guys, when you look at going up to 140, if you want to fight and become the mandatory, cool. Because I'm telling you, they'll, you'll take the fight. If 60-40, which would be like a, the norm in that case for like a, a split, cool. What are you paying this kid? Yo, then we're paying him five. Then you got to pay me 10. But, and no one's paying 10 for a kid who can't sell. But here's the problem. Devin can all can say Devin and Eddie can say all this because yeah. nobody's accepted the fight. Nobody's yeah. even gotten to terms to even make this argument. Like if Loma's team said we started negotiations with Devin Haney and they broke down over money, yeah, I'd be like, that's fair. Okay. We haven't even started those conversations. Devin can't get a fight. Me personally, I think promoters look at Devin and be like, Joseph, you might lose to him. And because he doesn't necessarily sell, yeah, it, it's not worth the risk. Exactly. But he's the champ. He's, what, what, however he got the belt, What's he's crazy, and which Cambosis sees, which other people see, in this very specific case, even with Teofimo, and the WBC has allowed this loophole, is which I can call myself the champion of that, and I don't need Devin. Because they will give me the belt. And I'll be undisputed without him. Yo, the WBC made it. And I can circumvent him because he doesn't sell. Teofimo at this point, Triller aside, I think if Triller would have rocked with the June 5th date, it would have sold. It was the day before Mayweather. But I I I think they would have gotten some money. I I think they would have lost. I mean, they would have lost. Not as much as they lost. I mean, they've lost a ton. But I think they lost money. Yeah. Uh, and there was no way, like, that was just terrible planning. Yeah, they just kept getting worse and worse, yeah. and they kept sinking in the hole. Because it's like you're going yeah. up against Floyd. You're not going to win. No. It's like when you're betting and you lose $300, you'd be like, yo, I'll just put another 100 in to win my money back. Like, you're just going just to single. keep losing. Yeah, it was, it was all bad. So all it's bad. like, Tio's situation is a, a tricky one because Tio's been probably hurt the most out of all four of them. Because Ryan's going to sell. Ryan's going to sell. Ryan's going to sell. Devin was never, under, like, be, he didn't beat the number one pound-for-pound pound guy in the world. No. Tiafimo did. Yeah. And he hasn't had an opportunity to, to make more money. Like, he had to fight his promoter to make more but, money. Um, that's handled itself. I think all it takes is a knockout to then remind people, yo, I'm back. And he's in position to get more big fights. Yeah, no, I, I agree um, with you. But I just Devin say- is hurt most to me. Because not only is JoJo, that's a good fight, right? Yeah, it's a really good fight. It's not whatever, it's not as big a fight as Tank's going to have against Rowley. And even then, like, Teofimo has a fight lined up with Josh Taylor if he forces it. Same promotion. There's big fights there. What's Devin Haney's big fight? Like, in, in promotion. He's in, the, uh, he's in the Virgil Ortiz situation right now. His biggest fight just lost on Saturday. And that's sickening for him because it's one of those. And he's a free agent, kind of like Canelo. But you're not Canelo because Canelo draws. Right. Everyone and every promotion wants to fight Canelo. They want their fighter to fight him because it's a draw. He's a draw, yeah. Devin is not. No. So he's in a position where. You know know who had a very similar situation? What Floyd Mayweather went through. He did. 
and he had to change his entire persona to say, you know what? Yeah. I have to make myself a draw. Well, he had to buy himself out of his contract. First. He did. But they let him out for a reason. Yeah. Off of what wasn't a ton of money. No, $750,000. $750,000, which he got. Done all right. Yeah, like, listen, um, someone put up the money. <laughs> like, he was able to buy out of that. And uh, there's stories around Vegas, how that was happening, blah, 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 whatever. Um, hearsay. But he got out of that. It wasn't a ton because he was in the same position as Devin. Devin's a free agent right now, technically, for a reason. It's because the zone's saying, you are making four mil a fight. I don't need to pay you every fight. Eddie's saying, okay, I'll still work with you. Yeah. And if on the bigger fights, come. Yeah, let's make this money. We'll pay you four. But four mil for every fight? The zone's like, yeah. That's I right. mean, we'll, we'll let you test the open market. And then if it's a big enough fight, we'll then bid to give you the money you want. It's, it's, so I, to, to button this up, I think the all four of them, I think they'll be fine in 2022. Javante's going to have to fight somebody. You can't do this forever. He's going to do it as long as he can, which is fair. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at him. That's the Mayweather story. You know, it's like you can, you can fight these bums for as long as you can, but eventually you're going to find yourself in this division with a bunch of killers that are all looking at you like food now. It's like, when are you going to fight one of us? Yep. So, yo, knock out Romero, which we all expect. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We go into next year, and then we, because he, it's smart. You fought in Atlanta, fought, fight in LA. Now you take your ass to New York and fight, go after Tio. Do something. Yeah. You can't fight Bones forever. I think Tio goes up, but a fight potentially, because now there's grounds for making a PBC fight. No, he's not really a PBC. Um, he's with Showtime. But there's grounds between Showtime, ESPN. They know how to split a pay per view. Uh, if Theo vacates, be a good fight between him and Loma. Yeah. I think that's a great fight. That can be made. That makes sense for him. Yeah. You've seen Loma lose. You know what it takes to beat Loma. You can split the pay-per-view. It's a big pay-per-view fight. I think you can get, you got one of the belts, I believe, at 135. Like, you're, if Theo vacates. It's an alphabet title, but yeah. No, but if Theo vacates, the WBA goes to him. I think. Because he doesn't have to fight for it. I don't he think. is the WBA regular. Regular. So it just goes to him. Yes. So at he 135. Yes. And then same thing where, cool, then Loma would probably get a title as it comes down when Theo vacates. Haney would get the other. Right. You fight Loma, hit your mandatory, and then you and Haney are now in position to unify three if you want to go that way by 2023. Lines up nice. Yeah, I mean, I would take Loma before Haney. This is very. This is starting to shake out very similar to the Joshua Fury Wilder. Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta hope everyone wins. That's what that's you have to hope. For. You have to make sure everybody so wins. close. Yeah, so close. If one of them loses, it kind of disrupts things. So, yeah. but we've seen this with Terrence Crawford, and when it broke right for him and uh Dogbo. Yeah, I yeah I think that was the fight for the thing. Broke correctly, and then you look at Josh Taylor. Wait, 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 which fight are we talking about with Terrence Crawford? When he unified at 140. Oh, that was... Uh, Undisputed. Is that not Isaac? Dogbo. That's not Isaac Dogbo. That's a different weight class. Oh, um, I forgot who he beat for that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it broke perfectly where it's like, yo, all four belts are together. Yeah. And it's like, cool, you just need the other person to do their part. And there's no reason at that point... Oh, and Dongo. 
Julius and Dago. Dago. Yeah. So it, it broke perfectly. And then you look at that, and he's like, yo, just do your part. I'll take out the harder one. I will take out Loma. If Haney then could be elevated WBC, he is WBC. So they'll just eliminate the franchise. And then you go, cool. Then there's what, IBF? Yeah. And it's just vacant. Haney, your only job, you and Eddie, is to go and make that deal against whoever's number one ranked at IBF at 135. You fight them. You get two. I'll get the other one from Loma. I Listen, it's tough. I'll go and do this. And then you wait and let's make this. Yeah, this could all work out. Or this could become Errol Spence, Keith Thurman, Terrence Crawford. <laughs> where, Danny where it's just like, are you guys going to fight each other or what? Yeah. And then, it could have just been a four-round robin, but. They blew it. I, I blame everybody for this. Yeah. Keith Thurman, I blame him first. Because he was like, ah, we got to let it marinate for a few years. Then you went and lost. And it was like, ah, shit. My man hasn't fought in three. He didn't cut his hair and everything. He's, He's a different man. Yeah, but it's like, this guy. could turn into that. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, but let's talk about Mikey Garcia taking one of the biggest upsets in recent memory. Years? Yeah. You know, somebody said it was like, well, Andy Ruiz. No, Andy Ruiz is a actually. That's, yeah. That's like, he was supposed to lose, but Sandra Martin. I don't even think his Wikipedia page had, you know, when you click, it had, like, just the black. It was like, you minus don't even have a hyperlink. Two, minus 2,000? It was, it was a, he was a plus, plus 2,000. Oh, plus 2,000. I thought. Uh, no, he was a plus 900 in some sports. Yeah, Mikey book. was minus Mikey, 2,000. Yes, was minus 2,000. Favorite. Mikey was supposed to easily win this fight. Yeah. Mikey Garcia has had one of the strangest boxing careers that I've ever seen of a guy who has been on the pound-for-pound pound list. Mikey Garcia started his career and then had a dispute with Aram. It took two years off of his Sat career, out. Yep. And he sat. And he came back. And he beat Robert Easter. He beat Adrian Broner. He won world titles. And they said, you know what? I'm going to fight Errol Spence Jr. Errol Spence washed him. Yep. Then COVID happened. Took almost another two years of Mikey's career. Mikey Garcia comes back, fights a guy named Sandra Martin, which is supposed to be a stepping stone for him to either fight Regis Progray or Devin Haney. You forgot. He was supposed to land a Pacquiao Yes, fight. the Pacquiao. The COVID blew his... Like, blew everything out. And he ends up fighting Sando Martin because he couldn't get anybody else. Yep. And it was just like, well, you haven't fought in a while, so take this tune-up, and then we'll look at Regis Progray. We'll look at maybe Devin Haney. We'll look at Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor. Because you're that good, Mikey. Yep. And then Mikey goes out there and gets completely outclassed by Sando Martin. He looked like a guy who hasn't fought in two years. He also looked like a guy who's fighting well above his weight. He needs a nutritionist. To drop down to where? 140 or 40 or 35? 40 or 35. He's too small for 47. We saw that with Arrow. Yeah, that's, that's out, the, he's, out the window. And if you look at him, like, you know, people talk about his body, but that's kind of his body. But still, there's weight that could be cut off that body. Yeah, yeah. Get a nutritionist. It's not cut by no. any means. Like, <laughs> get down to 35, right? Because 35 has been one of your best weights. Yeah, hands down. And you can fight all those guys we just mentioned just a minute ago at 35. Because he's a free agent. Exactly. Him versus Haney would be an amazing fight. They're both on the zone. This last one was on the zone. So, so when we look at, like, upsets, like, I think of, I always say this, Zero Raheem beating Eric Morales. Right? Yeah. When Zero Raheem beat Eric Morales, it came out of nowhere. Eric was fine after that. Yep. He, he lost the fight. He was like, all right, fine, whatever. One, came back, one, did his thing. But Mikey's 33. Mikey has had two long layoffs. Mikey got pretty much... Thoroughly outclassed by Errol Spencer. Then he lost to Sandor Martin. 
I don't know where he goes from here. You take the Regis Freugrace fight and hope no one else wants to fight. Regis him. said no. Well, I mean, Regis is in a position to negotiate. Just I'm give just him saying. enough money. And, and Garcia doesn't even have a rematch clause for the Martin fight. No, you don't take a rematch. I mean, that does nothing oh, for you. God, it's so you got to shoot for the stars now. Like, you got to go get a Regis Progress. You have to. Um, who's Regis going to fight? Like, Regis is with a new company with. Um, I forgot the name of the company. But he is with a new promotional with company Schaefer's. with Schaefer's company. Probellum, and um, you look at that, it's like, you, you guys don't have a roster either. Let's make this happen. And we'll figure it out. If you think I'm that easy of a fight, fight me. Because who else are you going to fight? Progress at this point now has to wait again and hope that he's the next guy for Tank. It's, this thing is Which is very possible. Him and Tank got one for it. Yeah, this thing is such a mess. Like, dude, Mikey Garcia fought in Fresno, which is not too far from the Ox, and had the fireworks, had the tractor entrance. Shout out to Rick Merrigan, who did a phenomenal job packing the house. And it was like all the fireworks were like his fireworks because he had nothing when the bell rang. And now he's his laws has had such a ripple effect. As you talk about pro-grade, Devin Haney's sitting ringside going, come on, the, the like little this, boosie, yeah. the boosie <laughs> man, come on, dog. Like, oh, you ruined, like, because that's the fight he wanted. Yep. When I was in Texas, Devin and Mikey had a stare down, and they both were like, yeah, I want this fight. Yep. Mikey had a hold, all he had to do was hold up his end of the bargain. That was it. So Sando Martin beats him. Nobody's going to remember Sando Martin in a year. Like, Andy Ruiz was riding high. Beat Anthony Joshua, became unified heavyweight champion. He ate himself into a rematch and then lost. Sandro right? Martin needs to go to Team Canelo. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, Sandro Martin didn't win a Par- title. Parlay won- that, that 15 seconds of fame. I mean, he's from Spain. It's like, there's nowhere for Sandro Martin to go. He's just going to be a guy on a resume that you're like, he lost to who? Yep. <laughs> like, that's what Sandro Martin is going to become. But for Mikey, I don't understand. Like, he fought this fight at 145 pounds. He had no business fighting this fight at 145 pounds. I will tell you this. If for any reason Josh Taylor doesn't want to fight immediately Teofimo Lopez, Teofimo Lopez fights Sandro Martin and knocks him out. And Teofimo says, oh, this guy beat Mikey Garcia. I mean, he might. And the Devin, like whether you're yeah. David Haney, when, whether you are now a Tank Davis, you're like, oh, I'm going up to 140. I just want to prove that I'm fighting somebody at 140. I'm going to fight this guy who just beat Mikey Garcia. He was one of the best at 140. I mean, but that was at 45. The they fought at 45. 44, right? 45. Oh, okay, yeah. They weighed like 44 and a half. Uh, catch it, was, it was still. Regardless. It was semantic. wild. It was, like, Mikey had no business being at 45. No. He had, like you, Again, look at him. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to fight at 35? It's like, it's like, it's like going out to dinner you with somebody. You saw the money years ago. Yeah, but. Chase the money. And he lost. But now the money's gone. Yo, you got, he got, I, I commend Mikey for being. Uh, for taking the risk, right? Most fighters won't do that. Like, Tank's not taking the risk. Fighting Romero for, like, making millions of dollars for nothing, for a nothing opponent. Yeah. But Mikey was like, I want to fight the best there is. I commend him for that. But at a certain point, your team has to say, it's not even that you're not skilled enough. It's like going to dinner with somebody who's overweight and was like, do you really need that extra piece of cake? You don't have to eat it because then you can go down this lower weight class and you can fight guys that are more your size. If you fight guys that are more your size, you probably win. Part of Sando Martin was the layoff. The 20 months off definitely had a toll on him, even though he says it didn't, it did. And the weight. He didn't look great. The Mike, power's not there. Mikey messed up long ago. And I'm not telling anyone how to handle their business because deals are, you know, fickle at the end. Like, you sign up for something, stuff might change. Him spending two years leaving top rank and not fighting out his contract is where he messed up. 
In those two years, if you fight, take another one. He would have had those belts. And Don Bo had. At 140, him and Terrence Crawford was the big fight to then set up Errol Spence, and he would have ended up in the same place instead of sitting. He would have had him versus Crawford at 140 to be undisputed champion in his prime. And arguably, I don't know how Shake could have beat Terrence Crawford. And then you go after Errol Spence. A fight where you are now a free agent, and then you got it. And it probably would have got washed like he did. But it's a bigger fight. A lot more money. He left and sat, and that's what it hurt. Yeah. You fight that out, and you fight Crawford at 140 before he gets to 147 for the undisputed title, and you're a way bigger guy. I, I don't know. If Hindsight's I, 50-50. I mean, 20-20. Hindsight. You said 50-50. Oh, shit. When well, I there you go. Uh, <laughs> but I think Mikey had you here. Good huh? job by you. <laughs> but T.O. just did the same thing. Pay me what I'm worth. Bob Aaron's clearly got a problem here. He didn't try to leave. He nope. said, send me a purse bit. Pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. When you leave and you sue, listen, Andre Ward, I will make the same case. When you sue and you sit, it looks great. But when they let you sit for two, two and a half, it hurts you. I mean, it didn't hurt Andre Ward. Oh, I think, I think it cost him. Cost, it cost him what? Not millions of dollars. He made tons of money. Those two fights against Kovalev were great. I, I think it cost him. Not even, not even the Kovalev fights. Even his Rock Nation deal. Even though it was crap, he was getting paid. Oh, he got paid stupid. But that, that's what I'm saying. So did it really hurt him? In ter- not as much as Mikey, but in terms of fights. Like, Mikey, you, Mikey's paid. Mikey's not poor. If you fight out the deal in two again, I don't know how many fights you have on a deal. So if you have three, I say fight. I don't know if you get if, underpaid. If you got six, it's tough. Mikey, Mikey, I, I'm not mad at what Mikey did. I, I just don't like the weight that he's fighting at. He had a chance came of back, having a super fight at 140, which is a more yeah, comfortable but I, weight. I, I, I bet you he made more fighting Broner than he would have made fighting Crawford. Fair. But if you sit, again, if you have three fights on a deal. Hey, my, my kids can't eat that cheap-ass contract. If you have three fights on a deal, you finish it out and then bounce. Yeah, well, there was clearly a conflict, and that's why he sued. Yeah, something. And, something so, yeah, so he sat out. But Mikey, he's got to figure out where to go. I just know he can't be fighting at 147, 145. You can go back to 140, but 35 is 140 is the heaviest again. Yeah, like 35, yeah. 40 is where he needs to be at. 140. Again, Poy Grace at 140. It's it been fight. great. It's not, a, it's not a huge fight. It's a good fight. No, it would have been, been great for him, yeah. and he messed up because he fought too heavy again. And then this weekend we have Jamal Herring versus – uh, Shakur Stevenson. It's a hell of a fight. Oh, amazing fight. In Atlanta. And I'm going back and forth. I mean, I'm taking Shakur. But I, I think it's not going to be an exciting fight. I don't think the fans are going to like it. Not if Shakur wins. No. It's not um, going to be what they come to expect from, like, Tank. <laughs> it's not going to be what Atlanta, you know, has been spoiled with, with him fighting down there. I think it's going to be a chess match. I think uh, Jamal Herring has been looking great over his past three, four fights. But I think Shakur can make it ugly. And I don't think Shakur steps on the pedal to try to get Jamal out of there. It's not his fighting style. He's like, I think he's at his best when he is defensive. If he comes out differently, then this is a one hell of a fight. I mean, this is a toss-up. But I think he comes out defensive. He fights like Floyd and, you know, money may, not pretty boy. And uh, I think he wins this bout and sets up 
a really good, really big fight and style contrast going forward. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at Shakur Stevenson's style, it's not pleasing to the eye, right? But it gets the job done. Yep. And Jamel Herrig, his job is to get Shakur to come out of that shell. And he's going to do everything he can to open up on Shakur. Shake's job on Saturday is to not allow the fight to turn the way that Herring wants it. Yeah, no slugfest. And in order to win, it won't be pretty. The best shot at making this being a good fight is if Herring just keeps coming and Shakur just counters him to hell. And it could happen. Could. The problem is, as much as we talk about Shakur, we don't know how good he is yet. Yeah. We look at him when we see he, he looks the part. Heron's going to test him because Heron's not coming to have a boxing match. He's coming to have a high-level chess match with somebody. He's coming to fight. Yep. And Shakur has been able to dictate the pace of a lot of his fights. I don't think Heron's going to – he's not going to allow him to do that if it's up to him. If Shakur can neutralize Heron because what Canelo has done, which I, whenever we talk about Canelo, Canelo makes you fight his fight after a while. Oh, yeah. Because you'll come in thinking you're doing one thing. You'll get hit or you can't, you'll figure out I can't hit my target. And you won't throw punches. Only Lara is the only person that remained in their own game plan. Cost him in the end. Yeah. Because he had opportunities to open up, yep. maybe unleash and take those rounds with some volume. Yeah. But he didn't. Stuck to his game plan. Canelo hit him harder. He lost. Yeah. It, it becomes, but he stuck to his game plan. It, it becomes complicated because Canelo makes you fight his fight because what he does is he's so good at neutralizing your weapons. That's what Floyd did to everybody. Everybody. Yep. Floyd takes away your best weapons and says, all right, try to figure out a different way to beat me. If Shakur has that in him, it's not going to be a fun fight. He'll win a decision. But what I think is going to happen is it's going to take a minute for Shakur to figure that out. Because I think his ego is going to allow him to get into like a couple of firefights in this fight. And I think he's going to win a close split decision. Discipline is the number one thing in this yep. fight for me. Jamel Herring is a Marine. Yeah, well, discipline is middle He guy is a disciplined fight. He yeah. knows exactly who he is. And he's not going to waver from that. Shakur is young. I see Shakur talking a lot on social media. Social media is not the end-all be-all. But I get an insight to his mentality. I understand where he comes from. Being from Jersey and all this stuff. I'm not saying that boxing is not his number one priority. I believe it is. But there's a lot of other things that he talks about. Especially during camp. Where there's a lot of things he is allowing to take up his attention. Um, shout out to him. Today he announced him and his, his girlfriend, who's a rapper, are having their first child together. Cool. They had the baby shower. Fight week. I ain't having a baby shower on fight week. That's me. I'm not telling this man what to do. The baby ain't due yet. She big. I think maybe she's like 30 weeks. It's cool. She got... You know, the, the baby's growing, and that means I got two more weeks. I'm having my baby shower after this fight. Like, there's a lot there as a Canelo, as a Floyd, as a, we just seen this from Tyson Fury. Life happens. I get it. But you understand, when you can control things, when I'm in camp, I am in camp. When I am focused, I am focused. And tweeted the other day is like, oh, some of my closest people ain't riding for me, and I thought I was so close to them, and I'm doing all this for them. You're worrying about way too much when you have to worry about one person right now. 
And just being young, that scares me because you're not fighting someone who's young. You are fighting a champion with ultimate discipline. He does nothing else during this game. He has a family. He leaves his family to go to Colorado to train. No distractions. No nothing. This man has trained to the umpteenth degree. Is he more talented than you? No. Talented people get beat every day. He is disciplined. Scares me to death. I expect this to go into deep waters. I expect this to get dicey for Shakur. How do you react when you do? It's not the Olympics. You can't cry. You got to figure it out. I don't know if he has that in him yet. He can prove it to me. I don't know. And that's what worries me about him. Yeah, everybody can't be Floyd Tyson Fury. Like, Floyd Mayweather can go roller skate in three days for a fight. Yeah, I mean, that guy's good. <laughs> because but he put in all the work. Well, well that's He's there confident is, on it. Like, Tyson Fury could sing a song after a fight because yep. mentally he pushed himself through the worst before he gets into a fight. Yep. He's not distracted. It's the way he operates. The fight night is the easy part. You put in all the Fight week is the yes. easy part. You did all the work. Some, some people are really good at talking trash, right, because it makes them better at whatever it is that they do. Some people talk trash because they feel like it's out of necessity. Yep. Some people do things because they feel like they need to get attention. Somebody like Floyd is like, I already got the fight game in the bag. All you young fighters, you don't have it in the bag. Yep. Case A, Adrian Broner. He thought he had boxing in the bag. Floyd was like, no, you don't. You keep playing around. You need to focus on being that gym. Yep. Stop letting all these other things take your attention away. I see that fracture in Shakur. Where it's like, I'm good, but it's like, are you convincing yourself yeah. or are you convincing us? Because the only person you really need to convince is that man that's trying to whoop your ass across the ring. That's it. And he's not playing no games. He ain't 23. No, he's not a kid. It, it, listen, he ain't in the hip-hop world. He ain't going to the block. He ain't doing none of it. He don't got eight people depending on him from Brick City, Jerk, nothing. He got a family. Got kids, he done put in time. He's here for one reason and one reason only. That's to get busy. He ain't worried about nothing else. Not who's walking him to the to the ring, who's rapping, no, nothing. He's coming out with an American flag, and he's coming to put in a hard day's work. And you gotta take it from him. It's a difference when you go in there and you have to take it from somebody. You ain't the champ. Ain't nobody scared of you. You got to go take that belt from a guy who's done nothing but all his life work. Yeah, it's tough. Man. I, I'm picking Shakur by, by, by very shit. I'm picking him off of talent. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm picking him off of talent. I would not be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either. I think it'll be a narrow split decision. I think even if Shakur wins, that crowd's going to boo. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him being able to win in any form of exciting fashion. I, I mean, I hope he proves us wrong. So do I. I he has it in him he if does. he wanted to. Ultra talented. I'm not sure, maturity-wise, he's there yet to unlock everything. Yep. We'll find out Saturday. It's going to be interesting. Let's hit our break. When we come back, we're going to just touch on a couple of UFC things before we get out of here. We appreciate all you guys for sticking with us this whole time. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. 
Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie Adu? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, we are back. Time to talk UFC before we get out of here. It's real quick, you know, little quick recap, little quick preview. Aspen Ladd, Norma Dumont Boys. last week. Boys. Aspen Ladd made weight. She made weight. Well, because she That's what we talked about. The featherweight. Of course. Obviously, that's not her, her weight class. Right? Like, it, it's not where she belongs. She may weight comfortably. We said last week, like, yo, maybe she should move up. I feel like this is the move for her. It was not. <laughs> stay, stay in your weight class. Make weight. Be comfortable. She did not look the same style of fighter at that weight class. But short notice, no camp, no training for someone this dangerous. I get it. The fire is gone in Aspen Lad. I don't know what's going on. She fought that fight flat for five rounds. And her corner told her, like, yo, you're down 3-0. You're losing three rounds. What are you doing <laughs> out here? Like, if you tell somebody that and they don't respond, there's something else going on. Oh, yeah. It's beyond, like, not making weight. For, for me, looking at that, I don't know if it's a fire. Again, you kill yourself two weeks earlier to make weight. You're shaking on the scale. You almost pass out. What is your gas tank coming into that fight? Bigger weight or not? You still got to maintain your weight for two weeks. Can't let yourself go. You were just shaking and collapsing on the scale. I'm not surprised she didn't have it. I, I mean, there was, literally, there was no fire. It's like I, I have my concerns with where does she go from here? Because get healthy. Now it's like now not only did you lose, you lost pretty bad to Norman Dumont. Yeah. And somebody who I thought you were gonna beat. Because Aspen Ladd, top, you know, she's like a top five talent in the Bantamweight division. Yeah. And you come out here extraordinarily flat. Now, now one, you have making weight issues. Whatever's going on with you, you have trouble making weight. But now you don't have the fire that you had. Because remember, Aspen Ladd came in here on fire when she came in the UFC. Oh, definitely. She was knocking women out. Now she can't do anything. I don't know where she goes from here. But, 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 forget that fight. Andre Olowski won again. <laughs> I thought everyone was going to PFL after this. I told you. I told you Arlovsky, Arlovsky was going to win. Miller. Hey. Oh, Arlovsky looked good. They, look, what they're going to do with Andre Arlovsky is they keep feeding him these lower-level guys, these yep. young guys that are trying to make a name off Arlovsky, and he keeps beating him. He's Constantly. like, ah, he sucks, turn it back. Ah, he sucks, turn it back. Eventually, they have to put him in there with a killer. And Arlovsky's going to get sent to PFL, and maybe to <laughs> the, the, uh, the uh, nether realm. Him versus the Black Beast. It's coming, because there's only so long you can pe- keep turning these guys back when somebody goes, all right. We're tired of paying him. Yeah, we, you need to fight somebody that's going to knock your block off. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Because he's got Ty what's Vasa. like 6-1. Like in his last couple? Yeah. This is wild. 6-2? It's yeah. like he keeps winning. He won this fight. And when you see all out, he's like, eh, they keep giving me the young guys. I keep beating him up. It's like, all right, well, you gotta he's gonna get his he's gonna get destroyed at some point. Yeah. Taivasa, him, battle of the shoey. Yeah. 
He could win that. He could. He could. That's what I'm saying. He he keeps winning, and so, sooner or later somebody's gonna look up. And it's like, yo, he's eleven and two. What are we gonna do with this? Got to push him up the ladder. Top get a title fight. It. Yo, <laughs> like you never know in the heavyweight division. Yeah, Listen, if you're available last second, you have a chance. So we have that Jim Miller, thirty-eight years old. Yo, forget the thirty-eight. This man has won a billion fights. Yeah, he's. This is his. What do you? That was his fiftieth fight. Yeah. In his career. Winning by TKO. Yeah. This is stupid. Listen, he, I can't call it. He's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Old and men are never, winning. And never <laughs> have fought for a UFC title. But he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. That's so wild. Longevity is a thing. Yo, he's still here. And he still has fun fights. But he's never going to fight for a title. He's going to get in the UFC Hall of Fame. Listen, just wreck young kids. I'm okay with it. Time, you know, service time. That's what he's getting. <laughs> Got like the purple heart in the UFC. Yeah, listen, there's something for that. There's there something to be said about that. So this week, you have another Apex card before back-to-back pay-per-views. They're not, I mean, one of them's not. Well, one's not a pay-per-view. Just a number. Numbered events. Yeah. I misspoke. Back-to-back numbered events. This one not being a pay-per-view was the second time, all time. Yeah. Where like a numbered event's not a pay-per-view. Cool. But back-to-back big weeks in the UFC. This is kind of like the teaser and the warm-up for that. I like the main event here. Um, on the undercard, just going through some of the names who are on here. It's kind of like card. Jamie Pickett's on here, which is cool. He delivers. Um, Alex Caceres on here, which is always up and down, but interesting fight. It's really all about the main event. Paulo Costa, Marvin Vittori. Yo, two guys at Israel Adesanya. Right. Yeah. Beat up. Yeah. Uh, Polo Costa got demolished. He needs this more than Vittori. Yes. Vittori could lose this fight and be fine. Yeah. I'm not sure. Polo model looking like he just stepped out of telenovela like Acosta can take another loss to his record. And if you lose this one, you're not losing by decision. This ain't going five. Mm. Someone's getting wrecked. I don't know. I don't know. Vittori's the never gas stopped. tank. On Costa, yeah, Vittori does not, not allow me to say. No, Vittori's not a finisher though. Vittori's never been finished. So uh, either Costa gets him out of here, ugly, because Costa still Borchini is Borchini. Like dude's got hands, heavy. Oh, yeah, hands. Vittori's not gonna knock him out. But if Vittori gets him on to the ground and sends that this muscle bound man and puts him on his back for five rounds, yeah, there's there's a stinker way to win this fight, right? Oh, easy, easy. I'm going to pick... If it goes to the fourth round, we know who's winning. Yeah. I'm going to pick Paulo Costa. I think Paulo Costa needs to make a statement. Marvin Vittori has never been finished. If Costa could knock out Vittori, it puts Costa back in line for a title shot. Right? Ooh. And Costa could say, <laughs> I drank wine. <laughs> That's what his excuse was for losing to Adesanya. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking wine. Maybe you could use that excuse. Maybe. Right? Tyson Fury... I mean, Deontay Wilder said crazier things. <laughs> Made everybody forget about this man saying he drank wine before a fight. Uh... So I'm going to pick Paulo Costa by third round stoppage. Just to be contrarian, I'll pick Vittori by decision. Paulo Costa, he just scares me. Like, I love the run he was on prior to the Adesanya fight. Just hasn't been active enough. No, you're right. He hasn't been available, and that worries me going into a fight like this. So, yeah, give me – yeah, Vittori by decision. It's just, it's ugly. I can't see it happening any other way. I can't see. Costa, I think Vittori I, could stop him because Costa's gas tank is 
God, questionable. That'd be such a statement. Vittori's already talking about fighting Adesanya again. This is a way to, to kind of force it's that. It's like, hey, man, worry about that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's a big muscle, incredible Hulk-looking guy right there. Yeah. So it's like, hey, worry about that guy. Win that fight. Then worry about style bending. Both of y'all need this fight bad. It's a good fight. Meanwhile, Derek Brunson is sitting around there going, yo, what's up? Nobody wants Derek Brunson. No, nah, he's been on fire. Yo, no. Blonde hair Brunson. Oh, my gosh, because he is. Sea level came. We, like, Bron, Bron, yo. Bro, he'll wreck your whole thing. You, you think you got momentum till you fight him. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, no, I shouldn't. This wasn't the way to go, bro. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So, now nah, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I, I'm looking forward to these fights. Again, it's the appetizer. Two, two big fights coming up in the UFC, so way heavier on UFC going forward. But I felt like we just had to touch on it before we got out of here. A reminder for everyone listening all the way through, Wednesday, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Ugh. We are back on it. I cannot wait. So much to talk about. WWE, Crown Jewel. We didn't even talk about the draft. No. There's so much going on there. AEW's been running the show. Tony, 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 Tony Khan has been going crazy on social media, talking that talk. Spicy Tony is in the building. It's a lot going on. Uh, Roman Reigns is seeing Punk going back and back forth. Back and forth. NXT 2.0 is shaky yeah, right I, now. I, we're going to talk about that, but whoa. whoa. Some people There's, are like, yo, it's really good. I'm like, all uh, right, okay. I like NXT. <laughs> so it's one of those things where we got to talk about that one. Man, on the indies coming up, we have Moxley yes. versus Nick Gage. Yes. This, I mean, there's a lot. GCW's been on fire. AEW's Impact been on fire. Impact will be in the building. Hey, we're, we're also going to have to revisit. Remember I keep saying, Brian Danielson, we have to make some room for him on this Mount Russell. Oh, man. He's been out here just giving us bangers. The Suzuki match, Omega. I know Omega. you him versus Suzuki. Oh, you know I love it. <laughs> you know I love it. But we'll save all of that for our pro oh, wrestling show. Wednesday's uh, going to be We're going to have a nice guest ahead of Bound for Glory as well. Yes, sir. So listen, guys. We, they listened. Everybody's listening. You guys kept saying, where's the goddamn pro wrestling? We were like, just hold on. Got just you. keep saying that. Just keep saying that. Now we got you. Yes, so can't wait for Wednesday. Until then, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. We got the video clips going up. You guys love those. So thank you for your support. Getting plenty of views on that. Hopefully a lot of new listeners and followers as well. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. Blue Wire Studios here in the wind, Las Vegas. Shout out to everybody outside. Hey, like everybody walking by. Thank you guys for looking in. Everyone in production booth. You guys are the stars of the show. Thank you guys. Until Wednesday and pro wrestling, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.